You're listening to Coast to Coast Latino. La amo a pesar de las heridas. Lo ocupa todo. You're listening to Felipe Neviani, an Italian singer performer who sings in Italian and Spanish. His professional performer name is Neck, N E K, which means neither here nor there, but uh, his music has conquered Europe and Latin America since the 1990s. This particular song is the one that catapulted him into international stardom. You can find his music on iTunes. You can also check out his videos on YouTube. Uh, when you search him, search him as Neck, N-E-K, not Filippo Naviani, uh, but a great performer. Uh, wonderful music, and even though the songs are in Italian, let me tell you, it, they're extremely enjoyable. Uh, some of them are very danceable. Uh, good Friday morning. My name is Adrian Perez. I am your host here at Coast to Coast Latino. We are now into the third day since Election Day, November 6th, and we still don't have a winner in the presidential race. And what's even more interesting is as votes continue to be counted, especially in Georgia, we now, we now found that uh, the Senate has not been completely identified, although uh, there was a potential that Republicans were going to maintain a majority in the Senate. Uh, right now, there's a possibility that the uh, race in Georgia is going to go into a runoff. Their runoff would happen in uh, January. Uh, and yes, there is a possibility that Democrats uh, and uh, Republicans would split the vote down the middle, which means that the vice president, whoever it is, is going to be a deciding factor in many, many of the uh, Senate's votes. Very interesting. Some of the other results, of course, uh, that you may have already heard is that uh, uh, the House of Representatives has maintained a Democratic majority, but not as large as many people thought. In fact, they lost three seats uh, to Republicans. And where I guess a lot of people thought that we were going to see this massive blue wave, we didn't see a massive blue wave, but what we did see is just an incredible amount of people who voted. It is record-breaking numbers not only in every state, but across the nation, and of course, among Latinos. Uh, just uh, to give you a little uh, heads up on where we're at with the, uh, with the presidential campaign, uh, Georgia this morning was announced to be heading towards Joe Biden. If the counts continue, and if the, uh, the total number as they project, is mostly Democratic voters, then uh, more than likely uh, Joe Biden wins Georgia. If he wins Georgia, he will be declared number 46, President of the United States of America. Now, it's not that easy, but uh, the thing is, is that uh, he has taken a lead, and uh, this morning, 
uh, he has taken a lead as well in Pennsylvania. So now you have Pennsylvania and Georgia, both of them who which have enough electoral votes to put Joe Biden above the 270, 270 electoral votes needed to be able to declare to be declared a winner. Currently, uh, Biden has 253 electoral votes, and uh, he has been pulling ahead of uh, Donald Trump in Pennsylvania uh, by more than 6,000 votes. And uh, right now, as it stands, it is anticipated that the majority of those votes that still remain to be counted in Pennsylvania are going to be for Biden. And the same holds true for Georgia. If Georgia votes for Biden, it is the first time that they vote for a Democrat since 1992, back when they voted for uh, President Bill Clinton. Uh, there are some legal challenges that, of course, Trump has uh, been bringing about, uh, claiming that uh, that uh, the the counts are illegal. Uh, and last night he did one of the most bizarre press conferences where he came on uh, at the White House press conference and he started uh, saying a number of uh, falsehoods regarding the elections and essentially challenging the integrity of the election process itself. As a result, because of what he was saying, a number of the... Uh, big uh, television stations, NBC, ABC, CBS, they turned off the cameras. They stopped showing it. Fox News and uh, CNN continued to show it. And so some of us watched in horror, quite frankly, as he claimed that the election was riddled with fraud and was part of a coast-to-coast -coast conspiracy by Democrats and that the news media and the tech companies were out to deny him a second term. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions regarding the press conference he did, primarily because he absolutely positively showed zero proof of the allegations that he made on national television. Uh, but here's where we're at. Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, and Alaska are still up for grabs. Uh, but the thing is, is that Georgia, uh, which has 16 electoral votes, and Pennsylvania, which has 20 electoral votes, would easily put Joe Biden as president of the United States. Trump's legal team has been, of course, uh, uh, extremely busy trying to file lawsuits and trying to figure out a way to turn the outcome of the ballot counting uh, in um, in Pennsylvania, for example, they keep saying uh, stop the count. And in fact, uh, President uh, Trump tweeted stop the count. Uh, his supporters showed up at uh, one of the arenas uh, where the ballot counting is taking place. And they were all shouting stop the count. But yet in Arizona, where, uh, where uh, Biden leads... His supporters and him are saying, count them all. So uh, <laughs> it, it, 
it's actually extremely humorous and i've said it before and i'm going to say it again i think that the material that is coming out of this is just an incredible opportunity for comedians to take it to the bank and make a ton of money because uh it's it's almost hilarious however at the same time it's very tragic because for the first time in our lives we are experiencing an election that is clearly not the norm for the United States of America and clearly not what the the crafters of the US Constitution foresaw our image as a as a great democracy is up at stake not only because of the riots and and now because of the fraud and the inability of us taking care of the uh, pandemic you know i mean what this guy has done is he has dragged the united states of america into almost a third world status who's going to respect us how are we going to regain the level of respect that's essential to be the world's most powerful nation you know donald trump has not put us there on in fact he has dragged us down so bad it's not even funny and what's unfortunate is that we have a lot of his supporters who strongly believe that the guy is right and he's taking us the right direction not understanding that economically and in terms of of promoting democracy he is impacting our our ability to really show the world that this is a better way of civility of living than it is to be a a essentially a uh, a dictatorship which is what Donald Trump has pushed hard combine that with his use of twitter uh some uh some political pundits and comedians have started calling him uh twitler and uh of course in reference to uh to hitler but overall let me tell you uh uh, Trump is extremely nervous. He's more than likely going to lose uh, from all appearances. Uh, he knows it. That's why last night when he uh, came out and did uh, his, uh, his White House briefing, uh, he said, if you count the legal votes, I win. Really? All votes are legal. There's no such thing as illegal votes. Okay. There may be fraud. But the question is, how deep is the fraud? And is it in the thousands, tens of thousands of votes? And this conspiring uh, uh, of Democrats from coast to coast actually is telling us that Joe Biden had enough energy and time to coordinate this massive conspiracy thing in 50 states, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, the challenges that the legal challenges that Donald Trump is making in the courts are being turned down because they don't see how counting every ballot is illegal. It's not. It never has been. You need to count all the ballots. Everything that was received and post dated November 3rd. Okay. Now, here's the other interesting thing about this, uh, folks. The U.S. military votes by mail. 
most of those votes still have not been counted. And yet the Trump administration, which claims they really support the military, here they are again trying to negate our, 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 our men and women who have dedica dedicated their lives to serve for us. They're negating their ability to express their word, which is their vote. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, the most important component of America is the ability to express your your conscience, to be able to express and and share your voice. And a vote is the best way. So besides uh, uh, demonstrating uh, the power of democracy, uh, a presidential election also has a significant impact on our nation's economy. For example, as the as the word spreads that Joe Biden is edging closer to victory, Wall Street is all of a sudden experiencing a dip because they feel that Joe Biden's policies uh, are not going to be favorable to Wall Street. Now, Wall Street is not totally dependent on Donald Trump. Wall Street is also dependent on, on Congress. So if the Senate continues to be uh, a Republican-held Republican uh, House, then we're probably going to see the, uh, the, the Wall Street uh, numbers go up. But that's not going to happen until, until January, after the runoff happens in Georgia. Now, there's a possibility that a second runoff, by the way, may happen in Georgia. It's all very interesting. Georgia, uh, I think, uh, is coming, uh, finally coming of its own. Uh, there's a lot of people who have woke up. There's a lot of people who have said, hey, we have to vote. And, uh, and they're doing that. They're, tarting, they're starting to get up and say, no, 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 no. We're, we're tired of being ruled by the minority. We got to be ruled by the majority and if they're the majority and they're the voters you got to go in there and you got to vote and and express uh your uh, your satisfaction or dissatisfaction with the elected leaders the uh the other thing is uh u.s job growth because donald trump has focused so much on this election has put all his energies on trying to debunk the election and essentially say that it's that it's riddled with fraud without any proof uh, it had a significant impact in October on the US's job growth uh, in fact it was the, one of the smallest job growths we've seen in several months uh, we maintained a huge unemployment number and with the record-breaking number of coronavirus cases, we're probably going to see a huge number of people unemployed come January and February. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, so whether it's, it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, the thing is, is that they're going to be faced with a tremendous challenge of having to fix America's economy during the pandemic. And it's good to see uh, Joe Biden already talking about that. 
okay? Donald Trump, again, his focus has been so much on, on, on winning this election that uh, he's given up. His people have given up. Nobody's talking about the coronavirus. And, uh, and in fact, they're almost mocking it every time that it comes up. But yet it's a major issue and, he, and it needs to be addressed. But getting back to uh, the votes, how are Latinos voting? Uh, how many of them are from, uh, from Texas? How many of them are from Florida? How many of them are from California? And uh, what's, what I believe is extremely interesting is that uh, national news, for some reason, was really focused on whether or not the different campaigns were reaching to the Latino community to, to obtain their vote. Uh, now that the election has happened, very few of them are actually paying attention to what the actual turnout was. In, uh, in uh, a video produced by Democracy Now!, which is a, a, uh, a liberal news organization, uh, they brought in uh, Dr. Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gonzalez is a professor, uh, a brilliant man who really looks at uh, numbers and crunches numbers and is able to break down uh, the, uh, the actual numbers of, of, um, of voters. And uh, he says that uh, specifically the Rio Grande Valley of Texas and in Miami-Dade County, both of which I should note for those people who know the voting patterns of Latino community have been relatively conservative areas of the Latino community in terms of voting. In other words, he really believes that those are the two areas that, that, that voted for Donald Trump. Uh, now, typically, he says that he bases uh, information that's provided by exit polls, uh, which are conducted by a company called Edison National Election Poll. And uh, what he's saying, though, is that uh, the numbers don't give, uh, don't, are not necessarily accurate. And so it's very difficult for people to, to, to break it down. So what he did is he took all the numbers. He says, if we take the number of 159 million people who voted at this election, and in 2016, 136 million people voted, we're talking about an increase of 23 million voters. But according to the exit polls, 13% of the vote came from Latino voters. Uh, that represents 20.6 million Latinos who voted in this election. Essentially, this is quite frankly an incredible increase because you're talking about an increase of 65% from 2016 to 2020. Uh, for the first time, he says, for the first time in U.S. history, because Latinos have never voted at more than 50% of the eligible population. Uh, for the first time, about two-thirds of the eligible Latinos came to the polls. Eight million more Latinos voted in this election than in the last election. Eight million. He also believes that uh, that 
that that number is driven by the Latinx community, which is the younger Latinos. Uh, what he also uh, talks about is the number of people of color in general who voted. And he says, for the first time, we had huge numbers of African Americans voting, which is why they believe that uh, Georgia may become blue. Uh, we saw a huge number of Asian Americans voting, uh, a lot larger than, than in 2016. And of course, one of the biggest uh, reasons why Latinos have come out is because the inability of this administration to react to major issues, including uh, Hurricane Maria in the Puerto Rican uh, community, uh, the uh, the family separations during the uh, immigration raids, as well as the uh, the stopping of families at the border, and uh, and just the the terrible response that uh, that the uh, Trump administration has had with uh, with the coronavirus, which has impacted Latinos a lot more than any other ethnic group. Uh, but the total number of people has has uh, that has voted, he believes, are people of color. So the increase that we saw nationwide in the total number of voters was actually people of color and not white voters. He also uh, talks about how the uh, Republican Party is still supported primarily by white voters. But the total number of white voters is actually less than the total number of people of color who voted. Uh, and uh, that is significant because here we have a, uh, a president who has demeaned women. And you would have figured that, that uh, white uh, females, especially white liberal females, would have come out very strong against Donald Trump, and instead, we've seen a lot of uh, women come back out and vote for Donald Trump, even though he's been accused of sexual assault, even though he demeans um, uh, females in the press, uh, he demeans women in general, and uh, yet uh, we see white females voting for him in large numbers. On the other hand, you see women of color saying absolutely, positively not. There's no way we can accept his conduct and his treatment of, of women. So they're voting against him. Uh, now, people say, well, geez, you know, what, what, does, what does all of this mean? Well, what this means is that we're about to see a dramatic change in 2024 and without a, a doubt, 2028. By 2028, the majority of voters are going to be people of color. So what we're seeing today, in my, from my perspective, is we're seeing essentially a, uh, a last effort to grasp the past by white voters, to hold on to some kind of assemblage of what they envisioned America was supposed to be. And in many of their minds, it, it, it looks like the 1940s and 1950s, which, of course, as, as we all know, uh, was a terrible time for people of color. 
So almost every article that's coming out in uh, major newspapers across the U.S., they're, they, they are asking, okay, so what impact did the Latino voters have? And even though uh, Dr. Gonzalez's uh, information is out there, it looks like nobody's picking it up and nobody's paying attention to it, which I think is uh, as either very fascinating or frustrating, uh, depending on your perspective. But everybody's asking, how did the Latinos vote? How did they do? And in, in just scanning today's uh, headlines, that's what newspapers are asking. How did the Latino uh, voters do? Dr. Gonzalez says that shouldn't be the question. The question is, what is happening to the white voter? Because it's the white voter that is not going to carry the president of the United States in this election. It's going to be the people of color. The Latino voters, the Asian voters, and the African-American voters. Okay, and, and yet... We have major publications like the LA Times, Washington Post, etc. They're all asking the same thing. Oh, what happened to the Latino community? Don't ask. The votes, according to Dr. Gonzalez, are definitely there. And he clearly demonstrates that for the first time, Latinos voted well over 50% of the total number of registered voters. Okay, at 65%, that's extremely significant, a huge number, definitely nothing to scoff at. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, non-political news because it's critical that we also talk about our community and how our community is growing in terms of uh, uh, economics. You know, the, uh, the Latino businesses which have been uh, uh, hit the hardest across the nation are are looking for ways to um, to come back there are some banks that are offering them loans uh, and there's even some cities that that are finding ways to find uh, small business loans to offer their small business owners uh, but the thing is is that it's very hard to either start a business or continue a business during this pandemic, and if we go through a new phase of, of economic shutdowns, we're going to see a lot of businesses shutter their doors. Uh, however, the uh, the uh, Portland Business uh, Journal is reporting that they are uh, tapping into entrepreneurs to increase businesses in Portland. And uh, they especially see Latino entrepreneurs not being able to raise capital to be offered information on bonds and offered opportunities to be able to fund their projects, their ideas. And that's according to the uh, Portland uh, Business uh, Journal. The uh, Business Wire is talking about the H code which is the leading uh, Hispanic uh, media company, it now ranks among the top 10 in Los Angeles. H-Code is a marketing company, and they are in the top 10 of Los Angeles marketing uh, companies. And by the way, uh, uh, media throughout this election has seen an incredible bump in revenue. Uh, both uh, 
both parties have spent you know tens of millions of dollars on media and now we're seeing Univision uh, talking about uh, their third quarter uh, uh, profits uh, we're seeing uh, newspapers across the US saying that they saw a bump in their revenue a significant bump on Trevision which uh, owns a number of uh, Spanish-speaking uh, radio stations they're saying that they saw a positive uh, bump in the third quarter uh, and some of these guys are holding virtual meetings uh, that you can tap into by going to their website and learning more about not only them but more importantly how do you tap in into their 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 uh, social media or or media conferences uh, the the wonderful thing about being virtual today of course is we're able to share a lot of information real quickly uh, and uh, without the restrictions that we had as if we had to go to a meeting in person almost every city now has zoom meetings uh and now we're seeing that with corporations especially when they start talking about uh profits so great opportunity to really learn a lot about how that uh that particular industry works um and again our big thing is promoting small businesses especially the holiday months and uh uh, the Vida de Oro Foundation, which is our producer here at uh, Pop9 Communications, the Vida de Oro Foundation is, uh, is uh, pushing hard for people to shop small business. And we have joined them. Coast to Coast Latino has joined them in promoting the idea of shopping small and shopping Latino. We need to bring our businesses back, and the only way we can do that is if we support them. Uh, we know that there are people who are hurting out there. We know that there are people struggling to make uh, ends meet as well as paying rent. Uh, however, if you are in a position to help out and shop Latino, we ask you to spend some time, go out, shop Latino, especially during the holiday season. I want to thank you for joining us here at Coast to Coast Latino. Again, my name is Adrian Perez. We are sponsored by the uh, U-Haul company. For your storage and moving needs, be sure to contact U-Haul. We're also uh, sponsored by OIC Tax Services. OIC helps people, especially when they find themselves in trouble with the IRS. Contact the OIC specialist that can make things happen for you. Uh, until next week, hopefully we'll be able to announce uh, a winner in the presidential race. And uh, until then, take care, be safe, wear a mask.